Hey. Hello. Oh, no. Hello. Wait, you didn't let me. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of our Babs podcast. Bay Area Rats Struggling. We're here to talk about what we're struggling with. There's a lot of it. Just to normalize talking about our struggles, even if it feels bratty, because we are very thankful for all the great things we have in our lives. Um, but we're still struggling. I'm yeah. Amanda. And I'm Sam. Hello. Hello. All right, I have to amp myself up because we're doing this after a full days of work. And uh... <laughs> I know. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I know. And my kids are downstairs and I've done everything I can to try to convince them not to bother us for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> they're going to do they're, they're brave. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm saying like, I know how much they love being around you and, but they also have iPads. So like, I also know that they love that thing. I know I can hear them FaceTiming their friends right now, which, you know, I can't be mad at because look, I'm doing the same thing. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. We have to get right into it because a lot has happened since our last podcast. And I mean, I was gone for a weekend and you made some choices. Listen, did I make choices? You said when the cat's away and I am the cat, the mice will play and you were the mouse. But let's not get into that yet. Yeah, I know. I was like, this is you, on the other hand, have also had some epic experiences over the last two days three yeah. days yeah lots of crying so uh, okay so I thought of a great way to segue into this update so do you remember in our pod where I was recapping my first dates and I did the whole grocery store analogy like what would you rate that groceries that date as like a trip to the grocery store so I'm going to share an update using that grocery store analogy so it was like I thought I was going to a Safeway with affordable prices <laughs> but turns out it is whole foods where they're they're gonna want a lot more from you than you you wanted to spend and then there are items that are labeled with coupons and deals and so that's what you pick up but as they are ringing it up you see that the prices are full prices and more expensive than you thought so in that moment you're too scared to mention it because maybe you're the idiot who read it wrong or you panic a little and then the moment has passed before you can decide if you want to point out the discrepancy or not. And so you walk away feeling like you got cheated, but it was also your fault for not speaking up. Like, have you had that experience? Wait, I feel a little bit attacked because <laughs> I don't, Whole Foods doesn't do that to you. We need to use a better <laughs> grocery store. I was going to say you're in the city and you think this like this hole in the wall grocery store is amazing and the guy is a neighborhood guy anyways this is i'm trying it doesn't matter your analogy was great a little bit attacked on the whole foods <laughs> well i mean the point is as you said this to me you were like he is saying that he's not pressuring you but he is demanding a lot from you and more than you are ready to give right now so that's why I did this more than you're ready to give you communicated that to him. He said, cool, man. Yes. And then fucking shanked you in the back. Yes. Well, and this is the thing. 
I mean, we've, we've just jumped right in and I haven't even given the update, but I was re-listening to our podcast episodes. And in that episode, I had said, I told him that I am more reserved until I feel sure and safe, which <gasps> takes time. And he said, no pressure. I respect that you need time to feel comfortable. And you you were like, we love this. We love the communication. And everybody, when I was updating, it was like, he seems like a really great guy. We love a guy who can, who can communicate. Very mature. The problem was over text, it was absolutely no pressure. Like, I understand. I'm very direct. I'll be open. But like, I respect that you need time to feel comfortable. But in person, his actions were very subtly different. Like on the second date, he asked if I was dating anybody else. And I happened to not be, be well, I told him about my coffee date with Shaggy, but I was like, eh, I didn't really go anywhere. But it's not that I decided I was all in on him. It was, <laughs> I decided I only had effort to date one person right now. And that's why I turned it off. And I was trying to explain that to him, but it then kind of escalated into a, are we, are you dating anyone else conversation? On your second date. On our second date. And so then there was a third date and that was this week. And I had told him, I'm just feeling really weird today. Like I, I was really frazzled after a busy weekend. I needed to clean the house. I had a, a ton of things to do. And so I was like, do I want to cancel this or not? And and I didn't want to cancel it because I did want to continue the momentum and see where it was going, but I just felt the pressure. And so I told him this, and again, he is such a good communicator over text. So he read into it and listen, this was our third date. He was going to come over and watch a show. And so you know what that infers and we'd kind of joked about it. And so he... Apparently that's not everyone though, but yes, most it's just not going to be me in the future, <laughs> but he, he said over text, let's just remove all the pressure. I'm going to come over and sweats. We're just going to watch TV. And the relief I felt of like, oh my God, we can just have a date. And I don't, we don't have, like, he lifted that expectation that more would happen. And I was like, now I'm excited to hang out. So I add a little caveat to your, or not, or more color. Yeah. We didn't see each other for three days. That's <laughs> not a lot of time. But I remember talking to you that day. Mm -hmm. And we talked for a good bit. And I was still like, is everything okay? What's going on? Are you mad at me? I thought you were mad at me because you were, I could just tell in your tone. And even the way you were responding to me, it what you were already like in a different mood. So when you said, I don't feel like my best self or I don't feel, you know, that comfortable, like, should I cancel this date? I was like, yeah, Amanda, I do think something is up. And but when he responded and said, let's just hang. I was like, yay, this guy is so cool. Like, right. Over text, he just seemed to really get it. The problem was when he came over within 10 minutes, he is putting all the moves on me and I stopped it, you know, and then we talked a little bit more, but then he just really put the moves on me. And, and like, it just, it's one of those gray areas where it's like the grocery store where you're like, I'm kind of frozen. Should I say something? Well, I do want these groceries. It's a little bit more expensive than I wanted. Uh, do I, do I ask them to change it? So just like I froze, I didn't freeze. 
I went along with it. Long story short, we did sleep together. And then, if that's what you call it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. And then, but, <laughs> but afterwards, I could not look him in the eye. I just felt uncomfortable. And so then we ended up just watching TV, which was all I wanted. I just wanted to cuddle and watch TV. And I know when you're dating, you're supposed to be talking and getting to know each other. But the way he was looking at me with this intensity, I was not up for it. And maybe I should have canceled the date. But like, but again, he had said like, like, I just want to see you. No pressure. When he left, because I was like, all right, got to go. You got to go. I have to go to sleep. You called me and I started sobbing. And I have not cried that hard in so long. And so let me just restate this. I slept with somebody and I cried afterwards. That's not normal, right? That's not normal, right? I don't think it's normal. That only happened to me once. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was like, that's the first time. No, that isn't the first time. (laughs) It shouldn't be normal. It shouldn't. And well, especially not after the first time. I, and everyone, the people I've told, they were like, were you crying because you didn't want to? Or were you crying because it was bad? Oh, listen, maybe a little of both. <laughs> I, okay. The next day, again, he's so good over text. In the morning, he said, good morning. Things sure moved quickly yesterday. Can't wait to spend more quality time with you. And I was like, oh, he must have sensed it too. So I responded with, honesty and I just said yeah I was feeling a little weird about it uh but yeah like can't wait I don't I don't think I said can't wait I just was like yeah I felt a little weird about it to be honest and he was like okay yeah me too and and he ended up wanting to talk about it while I was at work so I called him in between meetings and he asked why I was acting weird because he could sense it and that was making him unsure then and and he made some comment about you know, yeah, you want connection and and that foundation of friendship, but that happens when you make the time to hang out. And we've only had three dates that were like an hour or two hours long. So it's not really a chance to get to know each other. And I'm like, are you kind of blaming me because I'm busy? Like, what? And so he was making it sound like I wasn't putting in the time and effort to really spend time together to get to know each other. But I just... I don't know when I, when we, cause then he said, I don't think you know what you want. And you just, it seemed like you just wanted to rip the bandaid off and end your abstinence spell, which I don't think he was wrong. <laughs> there was a little bit of like, let me just get this over with. But he was like, I don't think you know what you want and you, you should go figure it out. And I was like, okay. And he said, okay, bye. And so then I walked out of that meeting room and I cried so loud that everyone around I thought it would just be a quiet little sob as I gave my coworker a hug but now two people came over to hug me and everyone around me started messaging me like are you okay and I don't know and it took me all day to figure out why I felt so sad and confused and I had to do an emergency therapy session so love her therapist saw her again <laughs> and at the end we she she said it was almost like low-key betrayal and what I love about our therapist is that she puts words on things that we would never put words on because it's like that sounds way too extreme that's not trauma that's not betrayal but she called it what it was what she viewed it as low-key betrayal he said 
let's take the pressure off. He created what was going to feel like a safe setting for me. And then he, he came in and he acted differently. And yes, I could have stopped it, but there was that incongruity between your words and your text and your in-person action. And when I see that they're not lining up, that's what makes me feel less safe as time goes on. Cause I need to be able to trust your actions will match your words. And there have been, I'm going to pause there and let you respond because then I have a whole other thing about like the universe is sending me lessons. No, I don't, there's nothing for me to respond to except for, okay, you stopped at the call, but the man went nuts and continued texting you. And it was like, whoa, he was like in the thick of it. Like he was spiraling out of control. So, you know, if he's going through something, I hope he gets help for that. <laughs> but no, not even in a funny way, because I get it. Once you've slept with someone, there is an emotional attachment. But this was way too, like, his response. Like, even him responding to you, he goes, totally get it. Like, yes, do your best. If, if we could be friends, you know? Yes. And then he went back, wait a minute, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, this is. Yeah. This is well, so that's, it was the two sides of it, right? Like, on the phone, he's just like, you go figure it out. And, like, he was like. I, we're done so I'm like okay and then afterwards he's like I don't understand what's happening like why would that change anything like I still like you and I want to continue and I'm like I you what you just said was the opposite like you basically told me to go kick rocks until I figured my shit out and then you know and then I told him like listen we're done like I'm not in a place to date right now and and he said you know wish you all the best take care and I was like, okay, great. And then an hour later, he comes back of like, we should have just hung out and talked and like did a puzzle. And and I so we have been on the other side of this where it is anxious attachment. He is spiraling. He's trying to figure it out. He's looking for validation. I have absolutely been there. I have gone to Facebook and tried to find this person because I deleted his number. I wrote an Instagram post, a public one, and sent it to him to express my feelings. I have gone off the deep end before. I get it interesting okay if we if I want to be gracious to him and say I am anxious attachment like to the extreme but I think there's a difference between anxious like anxious attachment is you not saying the words like usually the person that they picked is someone who isn't you know what's the other one like no 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 no. the one that's calm the chill one the cure secure yeah I felt like you were actually responding in a very secure way saying like listen here's where I am I want to be friend like I need I need time to warm up to people you said that on the first date mm -hmm. and then immediately after he did something that was inconsistent with what he'd said that he was going to do you reaffirmed like listen like it's a very important for me to have this that is what a secure person does like messages it and if the person doesn't agree with it they can walk away but he was like yeah 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 and then immediately went a different way so like I don't fucking think this is like anxious attachment alone like he has something else happening yeah I well and the, I think this is partly what was making me feel increasingly less comfortable with him is because it reminded me a lot of my ex where it's they say one thing where it's like I'm this nice guy and I'm trying to do all of this for you but then their actions are making me feel a different way and and then it's kind of gaslighting me into questioning like am I doing this wrong am I 
interpreting this wrong? Am I crazy? And then, and it's when you, then I go down the spiral of questioning everything that I said and did that led to this, or should I even feel this way? That is when it's like, I, I can't, like when I say I need to feel safe, it's that I need to feel safe that we are living in the same reality. And I just, I don't think we were, and he certainly wasn't even living in his own same reality because he had one version of it. And then in person, it was a different thing. But I will say the safe thing. So this took me, again, all day of crying and feeling incredibly sad because I think what con- what shocked me the most was how I reacted. Like, I could not believe how hard I cried afterwards and how hard I continued to cry the next day. Like, why did I feel so violated? And I, but but then also I, I obviously said yes and I did it. So why did I feel that way and and it in processing and share and and catching our therapists up to speed on everything that's happened there have been a lot of things that have happened over the last few months like a weird guy on the shuttle kept putting his hand on my seat like from the back and it I he could it could be interpreted as he was grabbing the seat because he was scared of like a sudden break but what happened was that his fingers kept digging into underneath my arm next to my chest and he did it enough times that I felt uncomfortable enough to move to the next seat and I couldn't tell if it was on purpose or not but then I also was like I should have spoken up and said something like hey your hand is touching me can you stop doing that but I got too uncomfortable and scared so I didn't say anything and then another incident I alluded to this a couple podcasts ago but at work having what I thought was a nice work lunch and then he was in a non-monogamous relationship and you know, basically asked me out and I felt very uncomfortable. But the whole time I was questioning, like, is this my fault? Because I'm so open about my life and everything I've been through. And I had mentioned that I am starting to date, use the dating apps this again, this month. And, and so it's like, did I open up the conversation where he thought it was, I was open to talk to, to being asked out like that. And, and so, and then, you know, stuff with my ex happened too, where it just reminded me of how he could be so charismatic in a room and make everybody feel like he 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 was just so like he could be talking up everybody and he could be talking me up and saying like I'm band to put this party together she's always so good at this stuff like blah 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 and and everyone's paying attention to him but it actually just made me feel like I was ignored the whole time like I was invisible and the reason this came up was because our daughter was came to him crying like he's ignoring me daddy's ignoring me and I it just reminded me like that's how it felt and and all this happened very recently all together and I think it made me feel uncomfortable and unsettled around men who make me question my own like make me think that is it my fault is it am I am I overreacting and then in some cases where they just they cross the boundary a boundary and my personal space and I'm also disappointed in my reactions, but turns out that, you know, fight or flight, this bitch is going to die because my, my responses are to either freeze or fawn. And fawn is like, I'm just going to say yes and, and do whatever it is to, to not cause problems. So if there's a panicky situation, that's not I'm true. Dead. I don't know. That's not true. As a mom, you're going to, you, I believe would fucking kill people. And then you rally up the gang and we all also kill people. Well, for the little ones, we would do that. For yourself, 
actually let's give a friend example again for me you would fight for it for me you'd be like uh wait are, are, are we sure this is what sam wants or whatever the team wants you you confirm that for yourself you do question whether you're being over dramatic and yeah. i think because we've always had you and i have both had big emotions always and usually what i do with my emotion is i you know bury it and hide pain with laughter so everyone else is comfortable your way of dealing with emotion is to actually express it and then have hella fucking people gaslight you into thinking that's not actually a bad thing like when you were in high school and that guy wanted to kill you and everyone was like yeah isn't that kind of funny like yeah that's not cool and then you gave the example of your ex and your daughter I will say he's very charismatic, but the point of the matter is when you convey something and your daughter conveyed it like, hey, daddy, I feel like you're ignoring me and you don't like me. And his response, which is a response he usually gave you was, well, then I guess I should ignore you, shouldn't I? Like you reverse it to make you feel like you're being insane or like instead of addressing it, be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Like, I don't want you to feel that way. I yeah. love it. Well, and I will say just to keep the peace, points to him because later he did remedi remedy it and he came back around and apologized to her and like repaired the situation. So he did. But yeah, I mean, and I think but my dad- wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just validating that there is a reason why you have a distrust for people. Yeah. You always try to find the good. At, look at you're even defending him today. Like good, great. But also I do think there is a, there is confusion because people yeah. who your colleagues who are your friends and like men who are close to you are also very selfish and do whatever's best for them. And I think that sucks because they all say they're your, they care about you and are worried about you. Right. They try to mask it as coming from a place of love, which makes it way more confusing, which is why we're like, are we supposed to like them? Is love supposed to feel like you're a piece of shit or like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> obviously not. No. But I, do, I do think like, this is why one of my fight or flight responses is to freeze or fawn is because I get scared. I get scared that the, if I speak up for myself, the response is going to be, if you really feel that way, then I'm really going to do it. Or it's you're overreacting. And so even with the thing on the shuttle, people like half the people were like, mm, I think that seems really innocent. Like he probably didn't know what he was doing. And then with even about the, the date in this guy, some people were like, well, I think you should still give him a chance because he sounds like a really good guy. And and that would just rile me up. And it was like, I wanted to scream because I'm like, but but I don't feel like I'm not into him. And it wasn't until the next day that I was like, I actually don't need to defend how I feel or what might what I decide to anybody. Like if I feel like he wasn't as good of a guy as, as other people thought, like for me, then that's okay. And I didn't need people to validate like, yeah, he did make you feel very uncomfortable and unsettled. Like It was almost like I needed people to acknowledge that for me. And it took me a day to realize like, I actually don't need that. I acknowledge it for myself. But it has been a very emotional week. And I was telling my boss about it today. And she said to me, she was like, take this for what, it, for, for what you will. You don't have to. But someone once said to me, the universe will keep sending you lessons until you learn it. And she was like, and just given all the things that you have said have been happening, 
she's like the word that comes up for me that it might be the lesson is boundaries like how to set your boundaries and and communicate them and stick to them and I just my mind was blown because I'm like you're right I do because I was like why does all this stuff keep happening to me but also like haha to myself because a few pods ago you had said Amanda you've gotten so good at setting your boundaries and keep sticking to them and like still more work but I didn't okay I will say when I was talking about your boundaries I was talking about you have been amazing at setting them with your friends and family which is something we struggle with yes I had not seen it tested with relationships (laughs) yeah and this is maybe what a growing like boundaries all around (laughs) boundaries all around yeah, setting boundaries with men in romantic situations, especially. I I do. I mean, again, my 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 boss saying that, like, I'm gonna look at this as this is a lesson, and I'm gonna try to take that. And it's still so fucking hard to speak up to somebody like, hey, this is not what I want right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. Okay, I want to make sure we we switch over and have oh, to talk I'm about your. I'm not switching over. No, well, I, I, you don't have to understand what happened, but I just think if you Wait, um, what what are we talking about right now? I think we should talk about what you did over the weekend while I was I gone. Didn't do anything. <laughs> Wait, a lot of people don't know anything about this, but fine. I mean, I don't really care. Well, if- do, let me set it up. With a little context in a way that hopefully we'll just keep it very general. You and your ex have been hanging out as friends, like genuinely friends, because you live near each other now since you moved and he loves your cat and you love your cat. And I've asked you a few times, is it weird hanging out together as friends? Like, are there any feelings coming back? And you're like, no, like we just, we just hang out. And then (laughs) I've been away for a weekend and you told him you had feeling still and wanted to be so you're just gonna high level generalize speak about it you just said everything first of all if I were to really think about the situation oh thank god oh shit we have the 10 minute warning no that's totally great um when we broke up you and all my closest people know that we broke up because I burned down the house not literally but figuratively like I overreacted to something I don't think my reaction was not uncalled for but I definitely think a calm person would have responded differently mm-hmm. and now that I've had time to think about it I shouldn't have done that but even in that in the few weeks after the breakup I realized ah, I overreacted but at that point it was a little too late you know I had said like you know what I overreacted maybe we should get back together And he was like, I don't think that's right because we keep having these same fights. And I was like, okay. And then everyone in my family is allergic to my beloved cat. (laughs) Why? I don't know. And all my close friends, except for one, doesn't know how to deal with a cat. And Jason, ooh. And (laughs) I mean, anyone who knows me knows who this is, but he loves my cat. I think he, she thinks that he's her, her owner. So like we bonded over him being able to take care of my cat. Like every time I'm unavailable, he comes and takes care of her. And then it just got like, let's go grab lunch. And then it became a true friendship. Like I really trust 
him and respect him and like like enjoy hanging out with him but it was nothing ever like we were never physical we Mm -hmm. have not been physical since we were together and it was just like hanging out with anyone else except I find him attractive I mean not that I don't find my other guy friends attractive I just it's a different type of attraction that I hadn't dealt with before right and then I started having sex dreams about him (laughs) And I was like, your brother's going to listen to this. <laughs> no, I know it was ter- I couldn't remember. I kept calling you almost like every night. I'm like, girl, yeah. I had another one. And you were like, whatever you do, don't do anything. Yeah. I told you to go sleep with, I was like, I'd rather you have a random wine night stand. I take that all back because now I realize <laughs> like that casual stuff. No, like, but what's interesting I'm only now putting this together because I was talking about needing to feel safe for the past few months. You have been describing him as somebody you just feel safe with and you couldn't describe it. You're like in my mental state, he is someone I just feel safe with. And that's what I need right now. And so whether or not I should be hanging out with him, like I'm going to, because he's someone I feel really safe with, which is really important. Yeah. Like, of course, every, well, maybe, I mean, if you're listen to other podcasts, like I've been going through some mental stuff over the last few months and even like my closest friends I was struggling to hang out with because I had this, this pressure I put on myself that they wanted this type of Sam. Like I couldn't show up as depressed Sam. And there were only a few people that I felt very comfortable would one, a saying it to and to being around because I don't want to make everyone else sad and you are of course one of the people and then this my ex I, I he's he was just so gentle no matter what I did or said he was like you you should be what you are right now mm-hmm. and that's okay he didn't ask for a lot so it just felt easy being around him yeah he didn't need you to be better yeah versus what's wrong with Sam or like drink and like be the fun one and I'm like okay yeah and he also did not care if I canceled like he like no it's very important to me that I could go I could change my mind in a two minute span like 50 times and he'd be like whatever you want and not that I'm saying I need someone who'll be like, whatever you want, but I just need someone who will not put, like get angry with me. Just know where I'm at right now. And he, yeah. like, he recognized that. I'm yeah, ride be- the waves of your, your emotions. Yes. Uh, Anyways, I- the sex dream started happening. And then that was like a whole other thing. And you had said, go back, go sleep with this random guy you used to like sleeping with, who had a dirty bathroom. <laughs> Because you made it seem like you just missed the physical. I think my dream was saying that. I mean, it was saying So then I was like, and wait, my brother is listening to this. But remember, you were like, go use something. And I was like, I can't just buy one. My We both broke ours. <laughs> oh, so then I was like, I can't. I don't have one of those things because it broke. And I someone recently told was it you was it you who said just buy one on amazon no not me i don't get my was like buy one on amazon and i was like i share that with my brother maybe he'll send you one no Uh, don't anyways so then you left and i was talking to my other best friend 
<laughs> I think you can do it. It might be bad, but it'll start a conversation and you'll never know. And she was just like, who cares? So then I was like, you're right. Who does care? And that weekend, all I could listen to was Olivia Rodrigo and the song Bad Idea Right. And I could not I'll like it blasting it. Like, I know he's my ex, but we're just friends. Yeah. Like I ever said, Bad Idea Right. Fuck it. It's fine. Shout out to Homegirl. She's wonderful. And I kept listening to it. So then I finally, I went to the gym and then I was like, I need to go back to your house. I need, Hey, can I come over? He goes, what's wrong? You know, you never come over to my house. Cause that's the other thing. I don't go over there. He always comes to me. No, mm -hmm. we live so close. And I went over there and then he was doing his thing. And like, he, he was like running and then he was all sweaty. And I was like, anyways, <laughs> I couldn't tell him that there, but he knew something was up. So then I made him come over later. And I then just said, hey, should we just be friends with benefits? And he said, no. <laughs> I think that's where we leave it. it. I mean, he didn't just say no. He said dating would be, con he, it's, it's, a, it's a to be continued, actually. You're right. Like he's thinking about it. There's a little bit more to it. I will admit I was a little... I wasn't mad, but I was like, she, I asked her several times if there were feelings and she said, like, this bitch lied to me, but I'm also really proud of you for doing it and knowing I was busy that weekend. And you, you, you made very half-hearted efforts to FaceTime me. And when I couldn't pick up, you're like, it's okay. And you were like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it and not ask Amanda. And so I'm also proud of you for like being like, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Like, I, I feel like I need to have this conversation and you said to me, like, I feel good that I shared it. And so now I won't ever wonder, like, what if and whatever he comes back with, whatever ends up happening, I'm, I feel okay because I said that to him. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I FaceTimed you and then one other, one other friend that I thought would pour water on this fire, this dumpster fire. Despite the three efforts of FaceTiming, neither of you picked yeah. up except for my New York friend. Yeah she was like yep <laughs> like and I was like sign from god but also what why I did it ultimately was because I was so worried about how one of my friends would react mm -hmm. because she you know doesn't particularly think he's a great match for me and I was so worried about her reaction and then I was like wait a minute I can't that can't be my driving force of not telling him how I feel. And by the way, I didn't just say friends with benefits. I did suggest that he was like, Sam, that would be so complicated. I don't know if I could do that. And I was like, first taken back because no guy has ever said no. But then he, then I told him like, I still have feelings for you. And I think we should date and to be continued. Yeah, literally, because we're now we're out of time. So thank you for being with us. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>